0: The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, Please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, how's everyone doing out there? I hope you had a great week and a weekend and had time with your family, grandkids. If you have some, uh, just an update on my medication, the pharmacist came through for me. She found me the medication I needed for my pain. I did start going through withdrawals. For a while there, um, my right leg was completely numb like I was getting char- charlie horses hit hit me time after time. I barely could make it out of bed, but I do have my medications and that's all the stress and anxiety goes away at that point. Uh, I, I hate that so much. So the topic today is going to be very controversial, but I see a lot of people that wants to know and wants to talk about it. Now I've talked about this before some time back in one of my uh, earlier episodes and like I said this can be really tough to deal with and to talk about so I just want you guys to be warned about that before we get started here. But a lot of people want to know for those that deal with neuropathy how long of a life do you have to live? Um When, you know, is there a time when you're expected that you might die or because of the nerve pain and those kind of issues. And, you know, like I said, it's very, very, very important that you know that these are just facts that I got off the Internet. None of them are, are, um, to me, I hope when I read these that they're not. Um, saying yes, this is going to happen and agree with everything because I, I really think there's a fine line between other pro- issues that you may have with your body besides, you know, just the neuropathy, that this may be a concern. Um, remember, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you any medical advice at all. I'm just going to give you a heads up of what the Internet says about this. And you're going to see that there's going to be different answers to what we expect, so you're not, I don't believe you're going to get a full, whole view of, you know, how long of a life you have. The best thing for you to do is talk to your doctor. Hopefully he knows, you know, or find the information for yourself. But I did find some information that was, uh, more up to date than some of the other, um, websites I found, so let's get started. So this first article is on the five stages of peripheral neuropathy. Now, I've heard about four stages. Now we have five here. So let's go ahead and read what all this is about. It's gonna give you an introduction to what peripheral neuropathy is, of course. Peripheral neuropathy is a condition that stems from damage to the nervous system. Neuropathy affects more than 20 million Americans every year, yet many people are reluctant to see treatment. This condition can be difficult to pinpoint because it can be anywhere in the body, but there are several common symptoms that are characteristic of neuropathy. The most common symptoms are extreme pain in the hands and feet, along with feeling weakness and the sensation of pins and needles. Neuropathy does become worse over time if left untreated. And there are several stages of this condition, each one becoming worse if left untreated. So here's the five stages. Stage 1. Numbness and Pain In the beginning stages of neuropathy, you will experience some pain and numbness. These symptoms won't be persistent, but you will notice them coming on and going. These first symptoms of pain and numbness may be subtle, but you will recognize that they are there. For example, you may notice some light tingling or numbness in your hands and feet, but it eventually goes away. Another early sign of neuropathy may be that you notice your balance and reflexes are a little out of tune compared to what they normally are. Often, oftentimes, the first symptoms recur every few weeks and grow to become more consistent. It is common for people to ignore the first signs of neuropathy because they are so subtle. Stage 2. Regular and persistent symptoms. The second stage of peripheral neuropathy occurs when your pain and numbness becomes more regular and consistent. It is difficult to pinpoint exactly when a patient's neuropathy progresses into the second stage, but it will become obvious when pain and numbness is felt more often than in the past. In the second stage, it is, becomes more difficult to ignore the pains, numbness, and other symptoms at present. This is the stage in which many people recognize that something may be wrong and seek help from a doctor. In most cases, if neuropathy is caught and treated by the second stage, the chances of curing the nerve damage is high. but. If left untreated past the second stage, nerve damage is often permanent. And I've heard that to be true too. Stage three, debilitating pain. In the third stage, your pain is occurring daily and almost every day. In this stage, the pain begins to affect your daily activities and prevents you from going about your day as you would normally. At this point, you may realize that over-the-counter pain medicines medications are not working anymore, and you can't find a way to alleviate your pain. This is because in the third stage of neuropathy, you are likely experiencing other pains and symptoms of nerve damage. In the third stage, there is still a chance that some of the nerve damage can be reversed, but in many cases, it may be permanent. And that's, you know, at the third stage, that's when I started noticing it more, and I was taking so much ibuprofen and Tylenol, that I had to keep adding another pill and another pill. You know, I was taking a lot. And that was the only thing I could get my pain away. Or I was soaking in the, um, before I went to bed, I soaked in the bathtub to really hot water so I could get my legs to just calm down from the restless leg syndrome. So, but yeah, I can understand this. I understand and I remember when these stages start coming on me and were really hurting. Nobody really knew what to do at that time. Here's stage four, constant numbness. In the fourth stage of neuropathy, your legs and feet will become very numb. This is due to the lack of healthy nerves that are able to carry signals to your brain. You may notice an increase in numbness and a decrease in your pain, but this is not a good thing. When this happens, it is a sign that the nerves are dying and a good majority of the nerve fibers have disintegrated. At this point, the large nerve fibers are beginning to become irreversible damage. In this stage, it is likely that your balance is affected and it may become difficult to walk and keep your balance. In the fourth stage of neuropathy, your nerve damage is permanent and much of the numbness will be irreversible. That's the same word a minute ago. I still can't say it reversible. At this stage, it is urgent to seek treatment in order to prevent worsening numbness that cannot be reversed. In the fourth stage, there is still a chance for improvement, but it may be very slight. And For me, I think at that point it was too late. Uh, Here's stage five, complete loss of feeling. This is the final stage of neuropathy, and it is where you've lost any and all feeling in your lower legs and feet. You did not feel any pain, just intense numbness. This is because there are no nerves that are able to send signals to your brain. At this stage, walking has become very difficult and your balance is severely affected. You may become so unsteady that you have to use a wheelchair. It is absolutely necessary that you seek immediate medical attention if you reach this stage of neuropathy and are experiencing a complete loss of feelings in your lower extremities. In stage five, your nerves are permanently damaged, but it may be possible to regenerate some of your nerve fibers. And yeah, I'll you know I'll stick to what it says here, but I don't I don't think so. So when it comes to peripheral neuropathy, the most commonly affected areas are the hands and feet but symptoms may be felt in many other areas, such as the back of your legs and face. And again, if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, get a hold of your doctor, and he'll get you going to a neurologist, hopefully someone that can help you and diagnose what's your, actually what's going on with you and your body. So this article starts right out from the beginning, saying peripheral neuropathy is rarely fatal, but may cause serious complications if left untreated. Now, they say that left untreated. Well, if that's the case, how come I'm not being given anything that's going to treat the issues I have? To me, it's because I'm, it's too late. I'm already at stage 5. There's nothing they can give me that's going to control or fix the issues and problems I have. So the only thing they can do for me is to give me pain meds to get through the day as much as possible. And the article goes on to say these complications may affect the person's life or how long, you know, they're going to live. But the healthcare professional can advise their condition, their outlook, and how they can manage it. Well, I have one more piece of uh, information I do want to give you. here. It's one more website. And it's also on the life of someone with diabetic neuropathy and how long they're gonna live. Diabetic neuropathy may lead to silent myocardial infarctation, which you know has to do with the valves of your heart, which is a condition of the heart. This can lead to the death of almost 25% to 50% of the people serving or suffering from diabetic neuropathy within a period as short as five to ten years. So with me though you know, it says 5 to 10 years. I've had neuropathy for 19 years, so, you know, that just broke the mold right there. Um, You know, I think it really depends on how your body's handling neuropathy in regards to your diabetes and other health issues you might have. Then, maybe your numbers, you know, go up or go down from there, so... That's all I can suggest. I'm not a doctor, but that's what I'm thinking is is taking place. But with me, I'm such a hydrochondriac that every time I feel just something you know messing with my body, I always go to the doctor and have it checked out by a x-ray or c d scan you know a cat scan I'm sorry cat scan, so you know that's just me but um, according to some studies. Almost two-thirds of the diabetic neuropathy all over suffer from diabetic neuropathy. Of all the people suffering from diabetes of different types, insulin-dependent diabetes, mellitus, non-insulin-dependent diabetes, mellitus, secondary light diabetes, anyone can develop diabetic neuropathy. The longer the person is suffering from diabetes, the higher are all the chances of developing diabetic neuropathy. And that was what happened with me. I meant nobody could figure out what was wrong with me until I had a test done. But, you know, it was already too late. My nerves have already were kind of destroyed. So, but here's a prognosis for diabetic neuropathy. The prognosis for diabetic neuropathy usually depends upon how properly diabetes is managed. And that with me, I've um, With my diabetes that I had, because I can actually say I had, um, I properly managed it. And a lot of it was to do with what I eat and, you know, those kind of things and, you know, sodas and that kind of stuff. I'm not going to say that I don't still drink sodas, but I only have like maybe one a day. And these are cans. I used to drink 64 ounces. So it got really crazy back in the day. But yeah i've controlled my um my diabetes i haven't had to take any more medications for it because everything's right at the right uh glucose um levels so i feel real good about that and however the recovery may be quite slow now i don't know how to pronounce this and i hope i'm pronouncing it cr- correctly it's called char charcot charcot c-h-a-r-c-o-t so charcot joints, and foot ulcerations are one of the most serious complications of diabetic neuropathy. And I think I've said this quite often, that you really need to check your feet all the time, because sometimes you could step on a rock or a pin and not know it, because, you know, all of us are numb down there. So you always should have yourself or have someone check your feet, make sure there's no cuts or, or anything going on. And these are um, are one of the most Serious complications. So you need to remember that those suffering from autonomic neuropathy may be at an increased risk of sudden death due to si- uh, silent myocardial infarction, a condition of the heart. Keeping blood glucose, God, I just can't talk. Keeping blood glucose, blood pressure, and lipid levels under control is the key to delaying the onset and slowing down the progression of diabetic neuropathy. There are four primary types of diabetic neuropathy which all of us all of you should know. You may be suffering from any one or more types of diabetic neuropathy. The symptoms will depend upon which type of neuropathy you suffer from. Generally no signs or symptoms are seen in the beginning. Symptoms are generally uh, visible or or experienced when the diabetic neuropathy has progressed too far and caused significant nerve damage. Let me just name off the uh, four real quick. There's peripheral neuropathy, which is the one I have. There's autonomic neuropathy. There's mononeuropathy. So the causes of diabetic neuropathy, different types of diabetic neuropathy have different factors. However, in general, researchers believe that if diabetes goes uncontrolled over a period of time, the blood sugars start damaging the nerves, leading to diabetic neuropathy. The increased blood sugar also damages the capillaries, which are tiny blood vessels that supply the nerves with nutrients and oxygen. Also, there are some other factors that may cause nerve damage, and those are inflammation of the nerves, genetic reasons or abuse of alcohol or smoking, but also I've heard of um you know um what is it called? The thing is with the blood transfusions or if you had cancer and you just getting over because you go through the chemo and everything. That's another thing that I believe that causes it also. There are some risk factors which increase your risk of developing this condition. And the factors can comprise of uncontrolled blood sugar levels, duration of diabetes, kidney problems due to diabetes, being obese or overweight, and smoking. So here's some complications of diabetic neuropathy. Diabetic neuropathy can lead to a host of serious complications, which may include losing a toe, foot, or leg, damaging the joints or developing that one word sharp, sharp code, joints, bladder just dis- Function or bladder-related problems, inability to know hypoglycemia, blood pressure disturbances, digestive symptoms problems, uh, sexual dysfunction in both men and w- women, and temperature regulation problems—too much or too little sweating. So, in conclusion, almost 25 to 50 percent of people with diabetic neuropathy may die a sudden death by a result of silent myocardial infarctation, a fatal condition of the heart. This may happen in a short time as 5 to 10 years. Almost two-thirds of the people suffering from diabetes develop diabetic neuropathy. The progress of this condition may be slowed down with proper management. The prognosis of diabetic neuropathy usually depends on how fine the blood glucose. Um, glucose levels are controlled. So, you know, uh, I really, you know, just by uh, reading or reading these things to you, I've learned something too. that I don't think that there's really, if you just have diabetic neuropathy, there's really that much of a concern about um, your life and how long it's gonna last. I think it has, you have to have another, um, you know, another related issue with yourself if that's the case that's how they come up with these numbers um but you know like i do and like i've told you just a few minutes ago is that anytime i want or i get a situation where i feel my body's doing something that it shouldn't be doing that's when i go to the doctor you can go to the doctor and they may have to do some uh independent tests or have to give you some medication first before they can make that decision for a ct scan or mri but that's fine but you can demand and tell your doctor you want this done so don't be afraid to just tell him and that's one thing i don't do i just make sure that he's aware of what else is going on with my body and i need help and you know i need you to either set up that x-ray whatever it takes and let's move on from there because if i know there's nothing else wrong then i'm fine and i don't get a lot anxious about that but like i've said please don't take this for what it is everything i've read to you these are you know opinions i guess that others have that are writing these articles and they may have seen this happening i don't know but If you want to find out the information more for yourself, do your Google search. And if that doesn't work, talk to your doctor. That's the most important thing. That is the most important thing. And I won't stop saying that. Talk to your doctor always before you do any changes or want to know something so he knows or she knows so they can help you out. But thank you again, all of you that listen to my podcast i really appreciate it if you had the time to support my uh, podcast it would be great i have a um, affiliate page on pinterest where it shows all most of all the um affiliates i have to choose from and if there's something you like there take a look at it and see there's a lot of good companies that i have so if you get that chance an opportunity see if there's something you want to buy But again, thank you very much for your time. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.